0: The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash in their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact with and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Yes, sir, we are back. It's good to be back with another episode post-All-Star break of the WNBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Villain bro, it's Ralph Furman Jr. And you know I got my guy in a booth, my co-host for the WNBA Gambling Podcast, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on?
1: Nothing much. Good to be back for the second half of the WNBA season. I know you personally had a couple of All-Star weekend plays. I'll let you tell the people how those went. Absolutely, because... I
0: had a good day. I had a pretty good day, you know, hit a nice little bet. And I dropped them in our SGPN Discord. So if you're not tapped into that Discord, make sure you go ahead and do that. Like, it's the perfect place to interact, sweat bets with us. And the entire SGPN crew, you can do whatever you want from NBA to NFL to MLB to WNBA. to whatever you want, you can do anything. So make sure you type into the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord for that. And in there this weekend, because we did not have a show, I dropped some plays in there. And I said, you know, three-point contest. I saw some lines out. And of course, everybody who listens to this and when I hear, when I talk about them, the Seattle storm, they know my love for Jewel Lloyd and how I think that Jewel Lloyd, I don't care that Brianna Stewart is one of the best players in the game. I still think that Jewel Lloyd is the heart of that team. And so I definitely had a play on Jewel Lloyd to win the three point contest but I also gave out Allie Quigley at plus 250, which was actually, absolutely downright disrespectful to give me a three-time, three-point contest winner at plus 250. It was really wild. So that was my big, biggest bet. And then I definitely sprinkled some on Jewel Lloyd at plus 600 to win. Jewel did make it out the first round, and Allie Quigley went on to win the whole thing. So it was a pretty good day for everybody that tailed. Congratulations. Plus 250 was a good cash on a weekend. All uh, right. I don't know, Scott. I don't know what convinced them to give me plus 250 for Allie quickly.
1: I don't know either. I mean, you can talk about how she isn't, I'd say, as much of a, as a wild card she used to be because of the fact that she's won it several times. And you can argue if you're going to give a bad line early on in her career and then she dominates the competition not once, not twice, then, you know, I do kind of wonder why it wasn't in the 100s. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. she can't be laying in a three-point contest because things happen, variants are going to miss some shots. But I figured it would be around 150, 175 maybe.
0: So when I caught it, I saw Kelsey Plum was the favorite at plus 225. And for good reason because she has the highest three-point percentage in the league right now.
1: That doesn't but, mean anything to me for this contest. Yeah, it, that's, and
0: that's ultimately the point. It, it's really hard to make that translate over to a three-point contest, and you, once you start missing them, it gets in your head a little bit. And I don't know. I was fating Kelsey Plum, and then heavy money came in on Kelsey Plum. She got down all the way to plus 175 at one point, and Allie quickly didn't move at all. She stayed still at plus 250, and then there was some – uh, a tick down for jewel lloyd and everybody else they all dropped in odds a little bit but that was that was the telltale for me i was like i, I actually put in another bet on it after i saw that because i'm like no quickly didn't move at all and everybody had some type of various quickly going to win this thing and she went out there her hometown playing for the chicago sky went out there did it so congrats to her congrats to everybody that cash that bet it was it wasn't even it wasn't even a sweat to be honest <laughs> it was a pretty easy plus 250
1: Yeah, I know that that the story of All-Star Weekend was actually in the All-Star Game. And I'm not talking about the fouls dunk. I'm talking about the total, which was the second straight year that the odds maker should consider to never allow people to bet unders in a WNBA total for the All-Star Game. (laughs) Because (laughs) these bookmakers have gotten absolutely murdered the last two years for the All-Star Game. And they did it again. The total was posted about 30 points too high. Money poured in on the under, and based on closing line movement, I believe the total dropped 20 points, and it still went under. (laughs) So, yeah, for the second straight year, they're going to have to reinvent the wheel here because whatever they're doing for all-star game totals is clearly not working. I don't know if you saw that story, but the total dropped about 20-something points, and it still went under. They just... They're not paying attention to it.
0: I don't think that they're paying attention to it. I think they're fine taking the loss, which is fine, because here, if you're not going to pay attention to line movements, you're not going to pay attention to just regular things of bookmaking, because you, they would never let this happen in the NBA. Never. Never let that happen in the NBA. And so the fact that they're not paying attention to it, that's a chance for our listeners to go out there and beat these numbers, because they're still doing it in regular games. They're still going to do it throughout the playoffs. There's going to be a whole bunch of times where it's going to be lines that the books are just not paying attention to and we're going to beat them over the head for it
1: for the record i did absolutely hammer the second half under in the (laughs) nba all-star game last year this past year and i crushed it because you just said how the odds makers might not fully account for either the actual i'd say style of play they might overestimate the pace and lack of defense or even they just don't necessarily know the rules we know that the nba all-star game implemented the kobe elam ending and they had the second half total way too high because they didn't account for it so i actually crushed the second half total in the nba all-star game personally but the all-star games are definitely an interesting uh way to make money if you know exactly what you're looking for and it seems like the odds makers sometimes fall asleep with the wheel. But it's even crazier because it's the second straight year the exact same thing happened in the WNBA. That's a little Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, if it happens once, okay, but twice, that's a little bit nuts. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care.
0: I I bet you it happened a third time, too. Watch. (laughs) But shout-out to everybody. Shout-out to Kelsey Plum for taking home the All-Star MVP. Is that what we're calling it? The All-Star MVP with that trophy? So I'm actually going to take some of my winnings from this plus 250 bet, and I'm going to send Kelsey an actual trophy because that was <laughs> that was foolish. I think somebody posted a nicer-looking trophy that was like $70 on Amazon. Yeah, I'm going to go buy that and send that to her and be like, here's your real trophy because that was ap- – it was from Dollar Tree. It was a Dollar yeah. Tree trophy.
1: Back in elementary school for for a camp, we had sports that we'd play almost every day, and they had like a sportsmanship award or whatever, which I ended up winning. And it was a two times bigger trophy than that. So, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a bigger trophy for sportsmanship than uh, Kelsey Plum did for the All-Star MVP.
0: Well... WinBet may not be able to offer anybody any trophies, definitely anything better than what Kelsey got. But they have a $50 win, $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have the chance to check out their reduced, juice and baseball games, making them the best place to bet MLB look guys they're gonna give you better odds than anybody else during a specific time frame just go to the WinBet app place your bet during that time frame and you're gonna get the best odds for your bets why would you not do that i wait and i place my bets all the time during that WinBet hour it's super super easy plus you have the ultimate fantasy football experience i talk to you guys about it all the time i'm gonna talk to you about it again Bet $500 plus on Sports and Casino before July 31st. You'll get a chance to be entered into the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. You're going to go to Encore Beach Club. You're going to get a two-night stay for you, your entire league, entire league at Wynn Resorts. Multiple entries allowed. So if you bet $1,000 on Sports and Casino during that time, you get two entries. Just like that. Super easy. So much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WynnBet app now or visit wynbet.com to get started today. Over such change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now on a sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions and millions of players. Probably already have a fantasy league on sleeper. I know I do. I know Scott does. However, you can now make money with their new over-under game. Look, all you do is go into the, go into the app, go to the over-under And you select players in baseball. That's the hot sport going on. You can select players in baseball. It could be hits. It could be outs. It could be strikeouts. It could be anything like that. Put the players into the contest and you can win two to 20 times the money you put in. Look, it's super fun. You have a chat where you can talk to us. Like, you can talk to us. You can talk to your buddies or you can join our chat and talk to us. Sleeper.com slash SGP for the link. You can join our chat. Talk to us. Copy our picks. We copy your picks. And also... They'll give you 100% deposit match up to $100. Come on. Come on. What, what gets better than that? Free money. Why would you not take free money? 100% deposit match up to $100. Sleeper.com slash SGP. That's Sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Scott. We have a big slate today. I'm excited. I'm excited. And what's even make it more exciting is that it feels like we're getting an entire day of basketball. And it's been a while since I felt like I had an entire like an entire weekday of basketball because this game is starting at three p.m. Eastern, and then games keep going all the way to ten thirty. And they're not it's not too too much overlap. You got I mean you got a little bit of overlap there with a couple of games in the middle, but it's not too too much overlap. Whereas I can't watch these games at the same time. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. You excited?
1: Uh, I am excited. Now I don't know if you want to go straight into the actual card. Or if I could just ask you a question real quick about potentially some of the title odds, but just something really quickly, because I know yeah, we do have I'm, five games I'm to go open through. Book. I'm so, book. what's going on with Vegas?
0: So, I, if you're talking about what I'm talking about, wait, you're talking about the Vegas, like Vegas, the Aces?
1: Yes. What's going on with okay. them? I
0: think that this is like that. I don't know why I feel like that there's always like some underdog narrative with the teams that like the best teams because you know like in the nba playoffs there was the golden state warriors and they tried to feed this underdog narrative of them in the play of the finals saying that well the celtics were 86 percent chance to win on espn vpi or whatever blah, blah blah i i don't know what narrative they're trying to play for the aces i think that they just lost a couple games and they're a little funky you know they just had some bad shooting nights and you know it
1: looks like the start of the all-star break about 2 weeks early yeah and i think that's
0: it i mean we can talk about them a little bit later they're in this card but i i think that's it it's just that they just started the all-star break a little bit earlier than other other folks but i don't know i'm not i don't think i'm concerned maybe i'll be concerned that they keep this up for a longer duration of time but this team gave us way more weeks of showing us that they're the number one team in the league than they did showing us anything else
1: I was just curious because of course they end up playing on Tuesday but I had to bring it up because when we're talking about some takeaways leading up to the all-star break Vegas's slump is definitely one of the main takeaways right now
0: yeah yeah I I think so but
1: I'm not not panicking, but since they're basically plus 150, plus 160 to win the title, I do think that it's not a sign to panic, but I am kind of curious what exactly happened. I think they saw the All-Star break around the corner and shut it down.
0: So I think that if you were planning to bet Vegas to win, you missed your best line. This is probably going to be the best line you're going to get for the rest of the season. Because if they do... I mean, they would have to really tank the rest of the season for you to get a better line in this. I think that that is the worst part of the season around them. So if you don't hop in now, you're not getting a better number. And you missed the best number that there was. And you're not going to get that number back. But I – I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned because they, they had that, and they're still the second-best team in the league record-wise, and they had that terrible mm-hmm. slump going into the All-Star break. So you
1: know, Two-to-one is not bad because preseason, I believe they were 250 or 275. You say so two-to-one? I thought
0: I saw a plus 175. I, I, I found two-to-one
1: if you shop okay, around. You found so. a
0: two-to-one. All right, I was looking at a plus 175. So you still got some two-to-ones out there. That's still that's pretty decent. I mean, I think that's still pretty decent, but you're not, you're not getting anything better. Ultimately, in my prediction for Vegas, the rest of the season, I think that they're about to go on a tear, and this line probably f- closes maybe even money somewhere around there. I think that they're about to go on a tear. The rest of the season, I think they'll enter the really playoffs.
1: Good. Yeah, at um, one twenty, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think because they're a really good. They're a really good regular season team. They're going to get through this, and Becky yeah. Ham is a great coach. So I think that they're going to. If you're going to get in on Vegas to win the title, you better do it now because this is the best line you're going to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: All right, let's get into the actual slate. 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. So this is an early game. Make sure that we get this podcast out so that everybody can hear this. Let's see. We have the Dallas Wings traveling to play the Seattle Storm in Seattle. Line currently sitting at 7.5 for the Seattle Storm, minus 7.5, plus 7.5 for the Dallas Wings.
1: We don't have a total for the record. Yeah,
0: no, we don't have any totals right now, so we'll be ad-libbing the totals and just giving kind of leans of what we like. Maybe if there's something that pops off to my head, I'll drop it in the Discord as the day goes on. But as of right now, we only have Moneyline and we only have spread. So minus 7.5 for Storm, plus 7.5 for Dallas, minus 3.40 for the Storm, plus 2.60 for the Dallas Wings. And, of course, I didn't do my job and pull up an injury report. Because I never do my job. Okay. While we're pulling that, let's just go ahead and get your early takes on the game.
1: Well, unlike Vegas, Seattle hit the All-Star break with their best foot forward. Because Seattle was looking like one of the hottest teams in the league before the All-Star break. Dallas Mm -hmm. was struggling. But on the last show, which seems like uh, about a week ago, uh, ended up having a sweep. About a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. And my dog was I had the wings on the money line against the Sun. And they pulled that out, so I swept. I had money on the wings, which was nice. They've not been playing well, but they did me a solid in the last one. And on the road, they've been okay. Of course, Seattle's very good at home. My question for you is with Seattle playing its best ball of the season, but if you look at the head-to-head, Dallas has actually hung around with Seattle and then some. They won the first meeting by 17. Sue Bird didn't play. She was in COVID protocol. Seattle only scored 51 points. You can kind of toss that one out. But the last two get meetings, the Storm won by one and the Storm won by five. Does it concern you at all if you like Seattle that Dallas has seemed to really give, or that Dallas has given Seattle fits in the first three meetings up to this point? Or do you think all star break, now you got Tina Charles on the team, completely different animal?
0: So the Tina Charles angle is actually slightly interesting for me because it just makes them so big and that size is going to be a lot for Dallas to handle. I I don't think they have that many bodies to cover that much size. Excuse me. However, going big always isn't the best way and if anybody can play small, it's this Dallas team. They have the ability to go small and be able to run small offenses and so I think it is concerning. I think it is concerning especially with Dallas being a road warrior team and a team that plays a lot better on the road than they have at home. I'm not Certain, for say, that I like Seattle here getting this seven and a half points. Granted, Seattle has been one of the best teams in the league as of late. They've completely turned around from the beginning of the season. They've got healthy, and they've been playing some very good basketball lately. But they, this team still can be got. They, they're not perfect. They still can be got, and definitely sleep into some things. This was an emotional all, last All Star weekend for Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, and you know I. I think I like Dallas in this spot. I, I really do think I like Dallas in this spot. Seattle has one of the more potent offices over the course of this, of this time, but I'm still not completely – I'm not all there thinking that Dallas is just a bad team, and I think that's what this line is saying, that Dallas is a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. I think that they're a very okay team, and so – yeah give me give, give me Dallas here. I like Dallas. I, I feel like I'm leaning towards Dallas in this spot. What, what's your official play in this one?
1: Once again, it's really tough because Dallas in the head TED has actually done well against Seattle. I know that they are winning two straight up, but when you lose by less than six in each meeting, and now the other teams are laying seven and a half, I'm not exactly interested in that angle, but Seattle has been playing well. We've seen it before in other sports. Sometimes when teams are playing extremely well, either in football, basketball, the last thing you want is either an all-star break or a buy because your team is cooking and then you have a full week where all of the momentum dissipates. I'm going to take the points. I think that it's a good spot to potentially buy low with Dallas. Seattle's the better team, don't get me wrong, but it seems like Dallas has actually given Seattle fits throughout the season. And even though Tina Charles is now on the team and I get that Seattle has a lot of size, I do think Dallas's desire to really just stretch the floor is going to give Seattle's big men fits by forcing them to actually guard on the perimeter. I'm going to take the points. I don't feel great about it, but I'm not going to lay seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking for Alicia Gray here in this game. Now, Alicia Gray has had a great... Season as far, arguably, in my opinion, she was an all-star. First game after all-star, I want to see her come out and exploit some things that Seattle has going on. I I understand that Seattle's healthy, and I think that if I made a case for Seattle, or if I was somebody that wanted to bet Seattle, that is what I'm betting on: the fact that they are healthy for this game, and they're going to have a full cat, a full supporting cast. And I didn't mention the injury report after Scott was talking because as I went through the injury report, it's clean for both of these teams. You have nothing to worry about on either side here because everybody who's been playing is playing. only person that still isn't playing is Russell for Seattle, Mercedes Russell, and she's been out for a while. So we've been pretty accustomed to her not playing for right now. I'm looking at Alicia Gray. Alicia Gray has to have a game for here. for me somebody's got to take that pressure off of Arike. They got to get it going in that back court because the front court for Seattle is going to dominate. And so they have to really get it going in that back court and I'm looking for Alicia and Arike to keep it going there. I yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm, we're on I'm the same gonna, page. It, it's yeah, it's a tough gonna, call. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it and post all-star breaks though. I love, to see though. How, the line, I love yeah. how to see the line movement goes. Because I would, like to, I would think everybody's betting Seattle.
1: I'm assuming it's going to close at eight and a half. I think you'll see some line movement, not a ton. But mm-hmm. most of it's going to come on Seattle at home based on how well they've been playing lately. I, but once think, again, right? post-All-Star post break, I feel a lot better getting seven and a half than laying seven and a half when neither team have played in about five days. Four or five it- days.
0: I'd watch line movement and see if it drops. If it drops, I love Dallas. That just, because that, yeah. that, that tells me that the Sharps are on Dallas, and I'm going to tell the Sharps in that point. I, I love Dallas if that line, if it goes from seven and a half to seven at any point, then I love Dallas.
1: Love I, mean, I know we have no totals for any of these games, but post All-Star break, I'm assuming you're leaning more towards unders than overs. I would think so. I mean, I, a little bit I of rust involved. Chance.
0: Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to du- really, really deep dive into it and see if there's any all-star break trends like for the nba if there's any all-star break trends for the wnba i'm spending my time tonight doing that so i'll probably drop something in that discord sg.pn slash discord make sure you get in it and we'll see but yeah i'm turning towards under seattle actually is first in pace over the past three games, so that kind of makes me a little bit nervous, but they're still one of the top defensive teams in the league, and Dallas ain't no slouch defensively either. They can get after it, and so they're sixth in the WNBA in opponents' points per game. I think that this is early game, especially on the West Coast. A little sloppy at first. I kind of actually like Dallas a little bit early on, but a little sloppy at first. Give me the under.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to lean more towards the unders in almost all of these games just because I'm expecting a lot of rust, especially in the first halves. First quarters, first halves, so I expect to see some really, really ugly basketball, and then it might pick up in the second half. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I agree. All right, let's move
0: on. Next game on the slate, 7 p.m. Eastern. We have our New York Liberty hosting the Las Vegas Aces that this team just beat before the All-Star break. Aces are laying four and a half here on the – oh, wait. Is
1: this, a, is this right? Or am I – is this another uh, I see four and a half.
0: Oh, no. My app says that this game is scheduled for another day, but this, game, this game's happening tomorrow, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I don't know why my app says it. says this game's happening Thursday. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that. That must be a tap. Though. It
1: Whatever. is
0: four and a half, though. Okay, yes. Four and a half for the Aces, plus 172 for the Liberty, minus 215 for the Aces. Let's dive into this injury report here for the New York Liberty and the Aces. It looks pretty clean here as well. All right. Well, oh, no, not for the Liberty. There we go. Aces are clean. Rebecca Allen still questionable with the concussion.
1: They've had the same people injured for like a month yeah, and a half. Yeah, it's really same nothing. other than
0: that. Laney will be still out, but Rebecca Allen is still questionable with a concussion. She's been like that for about a week now or so.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm just going to go quickly on this one. I think Vegas kicks the shit out of them. They have to, right? I think this is a bloodbath, especially after losing to the Liberty earlier, right, this season before the All-Star break. Offensively, they scored 107. So I know that Vegas can score. They gave up 116 points in regulation, and the Liberty shot 57.5% from the floor and 58.1% from three. Yep. That's not sustainable especially after the underwhelming week and a half leading up to the all-star break. Mm -hmm. Hammond's got to get his, Hammond has to get her team going. I think Vegas wins handily here. Give me the aces.
0: They're going to game plan that like, this is going to be a coaching masterclass by Becky Hammond on how she responds in this game. I think this is going to look like a playoff game and how the aces are going to respond to a loss in the playoffs because Han had 24, 11 for 12, 2 for 2. I expect her to game plan for her, take her out of the game. Like it's mostly
1: Ionescu. I mean, you, she had the first ever 30, 30 plus point triple double in the history of the league. Like, yeah. that's not happening again.
0: But not only that, they had five five women in double figures. <laughs> five. <laughs> so they're going to they're gonna absolutely slow that down. They're absolutely going to slow this yeah. down. I, and Ionescu no also had zero. is going to be.
1: Yeah, Sabrina had zero turnovers ahead. as well. Zero turnovers really? with a 31-point triple-double. Oh, zero. Is that, not the, is that not one of the most efficient games you've ever seen? It is. I know INSQ had know another she, efficient I didn't realize she game. had zero yeah. turnovers. She had zero turnovers. So if you want to talk about Vegas' adjustment, maybe trapping INSQ or forcing him into a couple of mistakes, but it seemed like the Liberty played basically a perfect game of basketball. They only yep. committed eight turnovers – once again, they shot 57-plus percent from the floor, 58-plus percent from three, and they had five separate players score 10-plus points. So, yeah, give me the Aces. I think this gets ugly.
0: I don't even think that the Aces played bad basketball in that game. Like, yeah. They didn't even play a bad basketball game. They put, again, like you said, they put up 107. So, mm. yeah, let's just go ahead and end that right now. Aces minus four and a half. Take an alt, alt line on them.
1: That line's up. gonna explode. You know, all the money's coming in on on Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I got to assume that closes at six and a half, seven.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would. That, that's really big for a home. Fan.
1: I, I think yeah. it is going to be that big, though. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I, I'm 100 percent with you. I think they beat the shit out of them. So sorry for our liberty. You got one. Be happy with that one. We're not giving you another one. <laughs> all
1: right, under again.
0: Imagine I'm actually leaning to the over
1: in that one. Uh, maybe Vegas' team total over. Yeah, I was. Like, I really Vegas think Vegas can go for 98 again. I would not be surprised at all. So I'm going to stay away from the under in that one. I'm looking at a team total because I think that the Liberty are going to fall back down to earth. I don't think they have the personnel to actually stop the Aces from scoring. Mm-hmm. So I still like the Aces' team total over. I think
0: that the line is – I think the overall total is going to be so high that I yeah. have to take the Liberty's team total under. I think they're going to they're gonna overvalue this Liberty team, and I'm, I'm going to have to take their under. I don't yeah. think that they're going to score that many points. All right. Moving on, next game in the slate, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have the Atlanta Dream staying in Chicago after All-Star Weekend to play Chicago Sky. Sky, no travel for them. They're staying absolutely home here. Don't have to worry about it. Minus 10.5 for the Sky. Minus 650 on the money line. Plus 440 for the Atlanta Dream. Moving over to this injury report for the Atlanta Dream. Coffee is still out as she's been. And definitely for that knee injury, she's done. Going on to the Chicago Sky. We have nothing on the injury report from them. Expect a full cast. Minus 10.5 at home after All-Star break. That's a big hurdle. Can the Dream keep this one close at all?
1: This is kind of similar to what we saw with the Wings breakdown because they've played twice this season, and the Dream have actually hung around. They lost by eight at home in the first meeting, then lost by six in the second meeting, and on top of that, the game went to overtime. So Atlanta has really given Chicago some problems. Chicago has been successful. They're 2-0, and but the games have been close. I think this is another spot. might be selective recall, but I really don't like laying double digits in the WNBA. I did one time successfully that I could remember, and that was, that involved <laughs> fading the fever because the fever are just the worst team assembled so i think i 'm going to take the points here. The dream are not a good team, but they 're feisty, and I think they can hang around. I think Chicago's going to win, but I think Chicago's going to probably win by seven or so i 'm going to take the points
0: uh, let's see. I think that the books are trying, I don't know, maybe they're compensating a little bit for Atlanta's been really bad against good teams, and
1: I'm... I was one of the first people on that bandwagon.
0: Yeah, yeah, you were, and they have for the most part. Now they gotten a couple of good, you know, had a couple of recent good outings at the least. They got a win against the Storm at home, which was really, really good. Now they're on the road in this game, but... Numbers-wise, these teams are actually a lot closer than you would Mm -hmm. think. (laughs) So, opponents' points per game, Atlanta is fourth, Chicago's fifth at 79.5 and 80.1, respectively. And in offensive points per game, the Chicago Sky are fifth, Atlanta's seventh at 87.3 points points and 82.1 points, respectively. It's tough. I actually kind of don't know how they're going to do it because Chicago has so much, they have so much firepower. I, if you just sit here and think about it, when you think about Candace Parker, when you think about Courtney Vandersloot, when you think about Kalia Copper, you think about Emma Mieseman. And I haven't even mentioned Ali quickly, the three-point champion. They have so, so many options to go with the basketball. And there's so many times for Atlanta that they'll go on these runs where it's just hard for them to score the basketball If I'm on Atlanta here, I think I'm on Atlanta in the first half. I think I would like a first half play. I'll probably get a plus five and a half, maybe four and a half. Maybe it's dead set at five. I think I like Atlanta there. I think they can keep it close. I'm not certain if I want to test them for the entire game in this one. Chicago has had a lot of really close games against bad teams. They haven't been able to put bad teams away. And Mm -hmm. that's what scares me about this line, that they can't put bad teams away. I'm just going to bet on Atlanta to keep it close. And if I had to give a lane, I'm just going to stick with it and go for Atlanta for the full game and that they can keep it close just because of Chicago. While they have all this talent, they have been unable to put bad teams away like this. They've they've had blowouts against some pretty decent teams, but when they played, you know, they lost to the Lynx right before this. And granted, that was a, you know, very emotional game for Sylvia Fowles. It's going to be the last time that she ever plays Chicago Sky – Chicago should have handled them. They should have handled them in that game. And there's been numerous of other times that they haven't been able to do it. And that's what scares me about this line. So, yeah, give me, give me the plus ten and a half with the Atlanta dream as a lean. But if I had to bet this game, I'm betting the first half on Atlanta. I think they'd keep it close.
1: Yeah, I think they keep it close, too. All
0: right. Anything on a to total before we get up, move on?
1: Oh, the last meeting was very high scoring. First meeting was not – I'm going to go with the under – I I feel like Atlanta's just going to need to slow the pace down because Chicago has all these weapons that we just mentioned, and we know that Atlanta's defense in the first half of the first half of the season, if that makes sense, was very good. And then the last couple weeks before the All-Star break, it fell off a cliff. I'm hoping this time off lets Atlanta recalibrate its defense. I'm going to go with the under.
0: I think I'm just going with the under just because it's after the all star break. I think I'm, I'm yeah, just going too but under. Because yeah. both of these teams are last three games top six in pace Atlanta's six and Chicago's four. <laughs> they do push the
1: pace a little. I just lot. don't Especially think Atlanta can successfully run with Chicago. I think they have to slow it down, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. They might not. I, I just think Atlanta's going to be a little inefficient, but I, Chicago doesn't seem to take advantage of the inefficiencies of other teams all the time. And so. That's where the, the, lot, the issues lie for both of these squads. All right, let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have the Mercury, play, the Phoenix Mercury, playing the Minnesota Lynx. And Minnesota is this game, minus 5.5 for the Minnesota Lynx, minus 240 on the money line, plus 190 for the Phoenix Mercury on the money line. Collier is still out for uh, personal reasons in this game. You no, know, she had a baby. And then same thing for the Phoenix Mercury, same injuries as we both. So overall, they have supported the full supporting cast that they've always had going into these game. Minus five and a half for the Minnesota Lynx, Scott.
1: I'm going to go with Minnesota in this one. You're looking at an 8-15 and 15 team favored over a 10-14 and 14 team. So they're close, but you look at the head-to-head, it's really not close. Minnesota's dominated. Minnesota has won each of the first two meetings by at least 12 points. Fowls is now back. We know Phoenix has been going a bit smaller ever since Tina Charles was told to take a hike, and I do <laughs> think that Fowls should really eat on the inside. I'm going to go with Minnesota here. I've seen two meetings. I've seen two pretty easy wins. I think there's a reason why Minnesota's laying this many points. I'm not going to fall for the trap. I'm going to take Minnesota.
0: Yeah, it feels chalky. It feels chalky, but I'm with you. Well, it seems like they're like a really to good fade team. Minnesota. Minnesota's been playing like a really good team, yeah. though. Like, and I'm, I'm just not buying into the theatrics or whatever is going on in Phoenix. And Phoenix openly – well, I'm not saying that they're openly saying that, but reports are coming out that they're shopping Skylar Diggins, and this team is in turmoil. And we talk about everything that happened with the Tina, Tina Charles situation. I'm not putting all of that on Tina Charles. I think the team had something to do with that as well. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things not to like about this Phoenix-Mercury team. And I, I, Minnesota's on the up and up. Now, again, as we talked about earlier, what scares me is that we just had an all-star break. And this, these teams, with all this momentum that they had beforehand, it, it looks scary for the Minnesota Lynx. It does, but it's really hard to back this Phoenix-Mercury team in this spot. But I, <laughs> I don't know. Ariel Powell is playing, is playing great. Sylvia Fowles is doing what she does down low and she's going to be a really big issue for the bigs or lack thereof of Phoenix. And so I I think she's an auto play
1: in DFS. If you're going to be doing WNBA DFS, I think Fowles has to be in your lineup.
0: Yeah. I think you play her, play her props. (laughs) I, I think she does have a really big game here. So yeah, I'm, Ah, this feels really – this feels real, too chalky, Scott. I'm sorry. This feels too chalky. I, I – ah, You can, can I take I the Mercury. I, I
1: just want nothing to do with them. Ah,
0: man. Oh, my gut tells me don't do this. All right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going with Phoenix. But you're in Phoenix plus five and a half. I don't I, – I really – I'm not going to bet this. I'm not going to bet this, but oh, my gut's telling me that I just don't – uh, come on, Phoenix. The, the lakes were doing really good before all star. This is the ultimate trap. This is the ultimate trap, one way or another. All right, if it's a trap, I'm dead. Give me Phoenix plus five and a half. I'm just. Okay. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Ah, oh, my gut is just telling me that this team is bad, though. This Phoenix team is bad. Why am I backing a bad team? I don't like backing bad teams.
1: All I know is I know is before the all star break. But when you end up beating Chicago at home and you beat the Aces at home by thirty one points. Yes. I think Minnesota is much better than the record shows, which is why they're favored by five and a half. I've I've been selling Mercury stock for a long time. They had a brief run there after Tina Charles left for like two, three games. That was against Indiana. Against actual teams, they've really not done much. So I think Minnesota wins handily. But. I know. I know. I know. But. They're going contrarian. I respect it. No, I don't want to go. Ah. Ah. This could be your last stand with Phoenix, you know.
0: This no, because I'm already done with Phoenix. Why am I back charging to to Back? All right, fuck it. I don't care. I'm trusting my gut. I'm a gut handicapper. I'm trusting okay. my gut. I'm going with the, I'm going with the Phoenix Mercury. And, and they're not good. They're they're not good. And it's I'm actually surprised that their record is what what it is. I think that they should be a lot worse record wise, but they somehow pull out some of these wins. And you know. This was a the All Star layoff may be bad for the Minnesota Lynx. This has always been something that we've been look, we've been looking to fade teams that got hot right before All Star. That we did it in the NBA. I'm doing it in WNBA. Fuck this. Fuck what's going on. I'm doing WNBA. Fading the team that got hot right before All Star, and that's Minnesota Lynx because they beat the top two teams in the league. Yes. All right. Give me the Phoenix Mercury plus five and a half. Fuck it. All right. I had to talk myself into that, man. Damn. I hate this Mercury team. Okay. Before we, before we move on – no, no, let's just go ahead and keep going because we're almost done. All right, last game of the slate. We have the Washington Mystics and the Los Angeles Sparks. Wait, this is the last game of the slate. Yes, it is. All right, Washington Mystics and Los Angeles Sparks, 10.30 Eastern time. We have plus two and a half for the home team, Los Angeles Sparks – Plus one eighteen on the money line, minus one forty four for the Washington Mystics. Moving on to an injury report. Here we have nothing to report for the Washington Mystics, and the Sparks still have been. They like you got to change the team name to the Red Cross because they are so hurt, and it's been really, really bad. And I can't wait until they get healthy because I'm gonna be all aboard the Sparks train when they get healthy. But they've been they've been killed by injuries. So. Uh, let's see. Let's go down this list. Brittany Sykes is questionable with the illness. Christy Tolliver is questionable with the calf injury. Kenny Carter is questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Chani Agumawa. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. I can't talk. All right. So, Chiney is questionable with a knee injury. And Ray Burrell is questionable with – well, no. Yeah. Question, no, she's out. Ray Burrell is out. Okay. So, you got four people questionable there. They could play, they could not play, and that's what makes this line hard to handicap because you don't know exactly who's playing for the Sparks. Nonetheless, we don't know who's playing, in this line is only two and a half. Are we getting the best number right now?
1: It seems very, very confusing that Mm -hmm. the line is this short, and you mentioned all of the people that are questionable for the Sparks because if... Hell, even half of those people are out. It's probably going to go to, what, four? Four and a half?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to jump. It's, I think if one person is out, then it's going to jump.
1: <laughs> That's the tricky part because the Sparks did beat the Mystics earlier this season at home. Close mm-hmm. game, one by two. They also had one three of four entering the All-Star break. But oh, yeah, I really want to take the Sparks as my dog, but I really don't know – what the injury situation currently is for the Sparks. I don't know who's playing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, oh boy, I I think I got to go with the mystics because I can't bet on an unknown. I'd rather fade an unknown than back an unknown Mm -hmm. and two and a half might be an absolute steal. If, as we said before, the injury report does not tilt in Ellie's favor leading up to this game. Give me the mystics to get some revenge. I think it'll be a close game, but if you're going to give me two and a half and I might close at four and a half or five and a half based on injuries, I got to take the Mystics on principle. I don't think there's any value on L.A. right now because you're just you're just basically flipping a coin. You're taking a chance on the entire injury report to be healthy. I I, I can't take that risk. I got to take the Mystics. Yeah, I think if you're – I think you wait
0: to bet this game, honestly. I would, I'm saying if, I you, if you bet it now, I'm going to take
1: the Mystics. If you wait for yeah, it, then for maybe sure. take the
0: Sparks. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm just going to – I, I kind of wanted to lean the Sparks going into this game a little bit and – Same here. I – ultimately, it's, it's, really, it's really hard because it's more like a wait and see because this, is the be- this line isn't moving. So there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to happen short of Washington starting to release that players are going to be out that will push this line towards the Sparks. You're not going to – if all those players are announced that they are playing, it's going to stay at two and a half. This line isn't going to drop from to, to a pick'em or anything like that. Like you're not going to lose any line movement waiting if you like L.A. But if you like Washington, this is probably the best line you're going to get as Scott said. So if you're a Washington backer and you're saying, you know, Washington's going to go out there and kill the Sparks, then you, you want to just go ahead and get this line now. Ultimately, I do think it's a, a close game, like you said. And I, but I think it's so close that I'm willing to wait and hopefully get some additional points, even if these players are out, because the Sparks have been getting it done. They've been, get, they've been getting it done over these past couple of games with missing enti- – I'm talking about they went out – who was it that they went out and just signed? It was um, – uh, who was it? It was Keanu Smith. That's who it was. Keanu Smith. They just brought Keanu Smith in because she was there during training camp and she had somewhat of a flow for the team. And she was going out there and got 18 minutes last game. Has been playing pretty decent-sized minutes because they've had nobody else. They, they haven't had anybody else. So, if, they, if you're telling me that they're going to get a full supporting cast in this game, rested, and I actually still do like the Sparks. I think the Sparks are a pretty decent team then I'm going to take, take the Sparks, and I think that they can keep this back into a close game again. But ultimately, if I can get a couple extra points on you know for no cost, then I'll wait and see if anybody's announced. Because I don't think everybody's playing. I think somebody. But like I said, if one or two people are announced, you're probably going to get an extra point or two, and I'd wait for that and definitely take that closing line value. But
1: Yeah, I, I was kind of just on the impression going in. I was going to take the Sparks. But I have to – Bet with my mind and not my heart, and yeah. I can't. I can't back a team with that many question marks on the injury report. I just can't do it. I th-
0: yeah, this is. This is gonna be. This is gonna be close. This is gonna be close. I think it's gonna be a goodie. I am officially. Um, it, they are missing a lot. Like they're really, really missing a lot. And if everybody doesn't play, it's gonna be bad. So. Officially, I'll go ahead and I'll side with you, and I'll say it's Mystics minus two and a half. But I'm I'm waiting, and I'll probably drop something in Discord about this game a little bit later as we get closer to – because we're still a long ways away. We're over 24 hours until this game kicks off from when we're recording this podcast right now. So it's a long ways, and a lot of things could happen with this Sparks team. But if I get – just to go ahead and name drop some people – Chanae has to play for me to feel comfortable in the Sparks. And I would like somebody back in that backcourt, whether it's a Candy Carter or whether it's a Britney Sykes. I would, I have to have somebody else back in that backcourt and just a little bit more backcourt depth. And then Chanae has to be there because Chanae is a force defensively. She's a strong rebounder. She's a lot of what they – a really big spark coming off that bench and just a lot of grit and a lot of hustle for that Sparks team. So if Chanae not playing, I'm definitely out on this – So with her being questionable right now, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm leaning Mystics right now. Waiting on an injury report, I can very easily flip-flopping switch over to the Sparks.
1: Yeah, I think the betting procedure is actually relatively simple. You bet the Mystics now, and then if the injury report goes in the favor of the Sparks, you can just bet more on the Sparks, and then you basically just have a straight bet on LA. Mm -hmm. And if everyone's ruled out, then you just keep your bet on the Mystics, don't change anything, and you beat a huge line move.
0: Yeah, I like it. That's what I would do. All right. Any thoughts on total?
1: I I have no thoughts because I don't know who's playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea.
0: I ain't know what you. I know what you was about to say. You know, LA's been all over machine recently, but yeah, no, I can't.
1: I I I, I think I'm leaning over, but once again, if you're playing a total with out knowing the injury report, that's on you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's
0: really tough. That's really tough. All
1: right.
0: Before we get into the lock and dog segment of the show, I want to talk to you about trade coffee. And I'm telling you guys, I'm not an avid coffee drinker, but I absolutely love trade coffee because I got to take a quiz and it felt really personal and they personalized the bag of coffee, sent it to me. I put it in my little coffee maker thing that I don't ever use, but now I'm starting to use it a little bit more and Boom! I got a perfect cup of Joe, and it's actually like they're they're starting to turn me into a little bit of a coffee fiend. I actually woke up this morning like, man, I need a cup of coffee to start day. And I've never said that. I I've just gone on starting my day off of pure fumes and a little bit of the alcohol that I drank the night before. But now I am a coffee fiend for trade coffee, some of the f- freshest coffee beans that you'll ever get from sixty of the country's best craft roasters. Small business owners that pay farmers prices to sustainably source their greatest beans from around the world. They have over five million bags of fresh coffee delivered around the world, and over hundred thousand positive reviews. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering new subscribers a total of thirty dollars off your first order plus free shipping. That's thirty dollars plus free shipping if you go to drinktrade. dot sgp for. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started by taking a quiz, drinktrade.com says so SGP, and find the coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com says so SGP and get your thirty dollars off your first bag. Then go kind of to IP Vanish, because I told you IPvanish is the premier VPN. Make sure you go and use them. I use them, I used them when I was off in the desert doing military things and everything. And I had to be super, super secretive. And IPVanish was the VPN to make sure all my secrets stay secret because they encrypted 100% of my details, passwords, communications, browsing history, everything from falling in the wrong hands. Plus unlimited devices, computer, tablet, phone, Fire Stick, doesn't matter. 70% off their yearly plan and a 30-day money-back guarantee Super easy to use. All you have to do is tap on a button and you, boom, protected by IPVanish. Just like that. Just a tap of a button and you're done. Don't even have to go and try to connect wires or do all this crazy stuff. Just tap the button and you're done. Go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVANISH.com SGP. All right, Scott. and dog time. What are you doing? Because so- I not figure out what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have the same lock. I actually might double down for the lock and dog here. I'm gonna take the aces minus four and a half against the Liberty. I have to. <laughs> I, I feel like the Liberty played a perfect game last time out. INSQ had the first ever game in the history of the league with thirty ten and ten with no turnovers. It was one of the best games of all time in the history of the league. I think Vegas makes adjustments. We saw Vegas really just sleepwalk into, this, into the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming with Becky Hammond uh, being a solid coach, she'll get the team back on track. And on top of that, it's a revenge game since they lost to the Liberty the first time. It's also Becky Hammond's former team, so you might be a little bit of an extra edge there for the coach. But give me the Aces. No offense to the Liberty. I'm impressed that they've actually somehow cut themselves close to 500 again. Mm -hmm. I still don't think they're a very good basketball team. They're not as bad as I thought they were. But Vegas is significantly better. Give me the Aces, minus four and a half.
0: All right. I love it. What's your dog?
1: My dog is going to be a double down, but it's going to be a two-pick parlay. I'm going to take the Aces on the money line, and I'm going to take the Lynx on the money line against the Mercury, and that two-pick pays out at roughly plus 112.
0: So Wait, I'm sorry. I missed that. Say that again.
1: My dog is going to be the Aces money line and the Lynx money line and that pays out a roughly plus 112 if you shop around.
0: Alright, plus 112. It's a baby dog. Yeah, so you know. But it, you know it's
1: all good. It's all good. Alright, let me figure out what I'm doing. Are you joining me on the Aces or you're going to be a little bit different?
0: <laughs> Am I going to be a little bit different? Let's see here. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to be different. <laughs> this is a smash spot. Like, it's this such is a, a good number. Also. Yeah, it's, it's a great number. I, don't, I think the number, like you said, I'm not going to go bet this right now because I, I think that this is the best number that's gonna, they're going to get. And it's actually already juiced to the aces already, so you know that this number is going to start climbing at some point. So, yep, give me the aces, minus four and a half. That's going to be my lock, too. We have a double lock here on the, NBA, on the WNBA Gambling Podcast. Over to my dog, And I actually have a few dogs on this slate. I didn't realize how many dogs I actually have on this slate. (laughs) So, matter of fact, I have a lot of dogs on this slate. Wow, okay. Do I... Knowing my luck, this would be the game that Dallas actually gets killed. So, let's not go with Dallas. Oh, that plus 440 is really tempting. I just really like the number 440. (sighs) <sighs> am I really about to tell people to bet Phoenix? This is a really good spot. This is a great spot for Phoenix, but it's Phoenix. But this is a great spot. I'm, I'm letting you have that. a
1: mirror conversation right now. Just pretend I'm, just pretend I'm not here. I'll let you no.
0: talk. <laughs> Scott's like mir- mirroring all the movements I'm doing as I'm talking because I'm just talking to myself. You guys, now you, you're really seeing what's going on in my brain when I try to figure this stuff out because I never have this ready before the show. I always try and never get it done.
1: So you had a lot of dogs. I didn't have many, so I doubled down on the aces with a money line parlay. But you get you have some options.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, so let me explain why I'm about to tell y'all to bet Phoenix <laughs> real quick <laughs> because this is this is a good spot. Like it's not even it's not even X's and O's because the, the Lynx are the better team. They really are. The Lynx are the, they're absolutely playing like the better team than a betting. team. But. The thing is, Mercury, ever since they left, dropped, beyond, uh, dropped Tina Charles, they've been playing, like, they look good on offense. And I will absolutely give that to them, that they have looked good on offense ever since they dropped Tina Charles. And every time that I think that I'm going to fade them because they're the smaller team, they choose to prove me wrong in different circumstances and keep the game a little bit closer than I think they were going to keep it, than I thought they were going to keep it. And it's because that... They run the floor. They absolutely run the floor over the past three games. They're actually, well, really second in the league in pace because the Indiana fever and the Seattle storm are tied for first in pace. But so that means that they're technically third, but really, you know, the second highest pace stat in the entire WNBA for the Phoenix Mercury. And it, it's because they're small and they can run. And they have so many people that can run. And when you bring somebody like Diamond Shields off the bench or even in the starting lineup, and you you just have so many ways to generate offense for yourself. And I think that that's going to be a thorn in the side for Minnesota. If there's anything that I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to do is I don't think that they're going to be able to run with the Phoenix Mercury. Minnesota Lynx are actually 11th in pace at that that same last three games. They're 11th in pace. That is 2nd to last in the entire WNBA. The only team that is below them is the Washington Mystics. So because of running the floor is how Phoenix generates their offense, that's how they play their best game. They are the best when they're actually the dominant team in pace and don't allow the other team to slow the pace down. And I don't think Minnesota is per- personally at that level where they're going to slow the pace down with Phoenix. I think that they're going to get out there and they're going to try to run with them again. Like I think they're going to try to run run with them also. And so – If I'm taking a track meet, I'm going to take Phoenix. And that's why I'm just going to trust my gut here. Minnesota was the hottest team in the WNBA going into the All-Star break. I'm going to fade that. I I will fade it in the NBA. I'm going to fade it in the WNBA. So, give me the Phoenix Mercury plus 190. That is my dog. I'm going to bet that tonight.
1: Okay. We're going a bit head-to-head there with the dogs, but it's fine with that. Yeah. No.
0: It's it's cool. It's cool. I (sighs) – Oh, man, do you know how mad I'm going to be <laughs> when we come back on this show and I planted my flag against Phoenix and it didn't work out? But this is, this is a good spot for them. I'm not mad. I'm never mad at taking a great spot. Sometimes, the, you know, it, it's about spot more, and I'm never mad at taking a great spot. So I'll back Phoenix in this time, and this time only, unless I get another Smash Mouth spot for them. All right. Other than that, Scott, do you have anything else for the WNBA Gambling Podcast?
1: No, not really. I already gave my take on the All-Star weekend and how the totals have been messed up. Regular games, they might look awful compared to totals post-game because we don't exactly know what to expect post-All-Star break. So just keep that in mind. That's kind of why I'm leaning towards unders. But not really. You can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Besides that, still doing a bunch of other podcasting, mostly tennis nowadays. But I'm Mm -hmm. sure we'll have something for the NBA cooked up and potentially a fantasy podcast in the upcoming week. So a lot of stuff going on. I'm excited for it. And yeah, looking forward to producing more content. Absolutely. Everybody,
0: make sure you hop in the discord SG.PN slash discord. Check out our WBA channel. We will be having a discord conversation in the voice chat for Wednesday's game. There's only one game on Wednesday. So instead of having a podcast, we're going to have a discord conversation where i will be there i think scott scott you're gonna be there uh yeah i'll be there yeah, yeah so scott will be there we're gonna do it at 11 a.m eastern because we have an early game the sun play the fever on wednesday so well tomorrow if you're checking out this podcast tuesday morning before the game start wednesday we're gonna have that discord conversation we'll talk about the games we'll give out bits we'll bring people up have them give their takes if they have anything they want to say about the game and we'll hopefully watch this game and cash and cash out so Check that out. We're going to be doing those Discord conversations a lot as well, especially when we have these one-game slates where it doesn't really make too much sense for us to do a podcast. It'd be a lot more fun to just be able to get in there and have a Discord conversation and get everybody chatting in Discord. So absolutely can't wait to do that. Other than that, you know where to find him at Richelle Radio. I'm at ReallyReal underscore underscore. I have nothing else for this podcast. And in typical Really Real fashion, I don't know how I'm going to end the podcast. So I'm just in it like this. We out of here.